Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 8, Episode 2, Evolution. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I've lost an hour of sleep. Bullshit. What's your name? Jace. It is, yes, it is Jace. I was thinking how lost an hour of sleep would just not work as a name, and... I'm lost an hour of sleep. We all did, Jace, though, so that, like, doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. This this will be old news by the time it gets to, I think, our podcast listenership, but we are living in the era of, uh, you know, daylight savings time. We lost an hour of sleep because it's spring right now, and it's a terrible thing. I heard we, we, like, lose, like, a billion dollars a year just in, like, lost productivity, if you care about that, or in just, like, accidents that happened just because of the one hour of sleep it's just like a shitload like more car crashes happen and like planes drop out of the sky and stuff you think we should you think we should just like gain a, an hour every okay. year <laughs> yeah 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 a gain sleep Ooh. every year and then never mm-hmm. never lose it and then after 24 years we'll be back where we started no biggie holy shit businesses yeah. businesses can just like adjust their business hours you yeah. know be open like 8 p.m the till 4 a.m you'd have a dark generation in there that would be like <sighs> my, yes. my waking hours we start, during the we diet. We start introducing this into society. That is Generations so smart. that are a little more nocturnal. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, time is just a construct anyways. We, we can do whatever we want. Like, why are we listening to stupid-ass Julius Caesar when in his fucking year right. 100 ass? Uh, yeah. Why can't we what just make up What if aliens attacked shit? at night? Exactly, There'd be bro. nobody awake to defend us. Oh, wait, so we're talking about different things. Like, you should, we should introduce another group of people who are on a nighttime clock. I thought we were talking no, about no, no. adding an hour we, of sleep. We are going to add an hour of sleep, but eventually, yeah. in 12 years from now, we'll have night people that aren't, oh, you oh, know, us and grouchy. <laughs> like, just I night. remember when daytime was during the day. And I'd be like, shut up. How would that even work? Everybody would be tired. I mean, we, we could just, uh, we could put thrusters on the Earth. So that way, it, this, it spins slower every year. That's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, and and then we gain an hour of it can sleep. Be, it can be coupled with our meteor defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about previous <laughs> Making the Earth a little more agile. Yeah. Like, like a keep like dodgeball. Yeah, Earth has been has has been like kind of like a chin build, like for boxers, where they kind of take hits and they're like they they you know they a tank lot. it. But I think Earth can glide. I think like a like Muhammad Ali style. I feel like we can train yeah, a little Earth more to... float like a butterfly, a little bit less sting like a bee. Yeah, yeah. I do think we can up the offense on Earth a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, maybe designate it like one patch. Probably Antarctica, let's be real. Put a metal dome, and that's like its attack corner, where we just we can smash. If we need to aim it towards another asteroid or a moon we don't like, we can just boom. Ba- like double bounce it almost. Wait, wait hold on. We've had this conversation. We've literally <laughs> okay, had this, is, this conversation. This is, we're recycling content. Um, oh, hey, that reminds me. That reminds yeah. me. Okay. Is this, evolu- okay. We, this week we watched Evolution, is it yes. an end of the world movie? Yes, yes, it is, it is. So is the last one. They're both end of the world movies. Humanity yeah. has been threatened. Uh, so th- how, could we, could we do yes. a season of Sean William Scott end of the world movies? Well, like, let, what's, like what's Goon about? Yeah, I think we could. I think he's in a couple of these dang things. Also, we should probably mention we're on episode two of our Sean William Scott season. We're deconstructing the great works of the greatest act of our time, Sean William Scott, a 2000s icon and current uh, character actor. We watched Dude, Where's My Car last episode. 
and we watched the great movie Evolution. Um, and, and this movie kind of got me thinking, um, we talked about this last episode too, about Sean and the role he plays as like a supporting character, right? He's like kind of like a support lane uh, in League of Legends where he like provides debuffs and like helps Let's the, not make a League of Legends helps the other. Ooh, let's, let, let us make it a League yeah, yeah, of Legends. Yeah, yeah. No, like League of Legends has like a we, dragon guys, in it. And we already like had an anime dragon, episode okay. last season. Yes. We, we got to keep them, Ryan. We got to keep the fans we made from the anime episode. Yeah. No, I don't want to be attracted more of that. Well, well unfortunately, you haven't made the website, so you don't get to call the amount of fans <laughs> and the type of fans that we have at the moment. That's right. So. Ryan, make make the site, and then we can gatekeep. <laughs> Sean William Scott, he's he, he's like Blitzcrank, you know? He, like, he no. like ropes things in. I don't. Uh, he helps the ADCs deliver information in the movie. Actually, I'm upset that I do. The ADCs being David Duchovny in this movie. He's got but huge he hands. Scenes. He's got huge fucking hands. Did we talk about Bionicles instead? <laughs> Kaimi <laughs> sent me a video of him at a thrift store, and they had a Bionicle movie now DVD. Talking. Sean William Scott was in a thrift store? Kaimi. Oh. You're right. Okay, go back to no, regaling us with League of Legends cool. information. Okay. Well, I, I was just going to say... Uh, Name Sean one William- new champion. Yeah. Or are New you champion? Or are you thriving off? Don't look at please, your fucking computer. I'm not stop. looking at anything. Name one new champion. So champions are like the heroes, right? Uh huh. Um, in League of Legends, I feel like why aren't they called legends? You pick picked a. Uh, oh well, I mean, if I off the top of my head is is probably Milio, who is a boy with a bag, <laughs> <laughs> and Nafiri, who is a big dog. And then that uh, that character video just played at full volume in my headphones, and my eardrums are just are exploded right now. Um, anyways, Sean William Scott, he's he's a great supporting actor. Is what I'm, what I'm, my whole fucking point is, right? Like, yeah, I mean, do you I, guys, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, do you he's guys like agree? He's like the field with, goal kicker for an NFL team. Yeah, you gotta have him. Yeah, you gotta have him. No one really appreciates him uh, until when, he's yeah. on screen until the end of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Right. The the game. And then people usually blame the field goal guy for fucking up the game when it's actually like the team's fault. They're down like 34 to 5. Yeah, and they're like, oh, if we made the one thing. And it's like, well, if you guys had played a little better, maybe you wouldn't be in that position relying on this poor guy to do it. And maybe we should think about that with Sean William Scott movies where he's a supporting actor. Like maybe it's not his fault when sometimes his scenes don't work out. I'm totally on board, and that's why I didn't want to be so hard on Dude, Where's My Car? Because I was like, guys, <laughs> if we're not high on this. I mean, this is like his most famous movie. Yeah, I mean, our concerns with Dude, Where's My Car wasn't with, I think, the quality of the comedy. It was more of the content of the comedy. Uh, I do admit it was it was pretty funny. And in this one, it's interesting seeing him take a step back. You know, he's in the back seat, literally, in this movie. And uh, he's he's supporting these two more major characters and upholding sometimes separate comedic scenes. Because um, I was wondering for a lot of this, I'm like, is this like a Power Rangers like situation where you have those like this bumbling idiot in the background that's not really relevant to the story, and he's just trying to pass his fireman's exam? Right. Um, but he's important, and and he he's smart. He's an idiot, but he's smart enough to like connect dots. Yeah. And say. Oh, those scientist guys probably want to know about what I'm dealing with because I found information that's like weird. What I liked about him in this movie is he was always like trying to help and he felt bad when he failed. And that's something you don't see in a lot of, you know, comic relief characters. They're just kind of like there to be shit on. Like the other two kind of the two kids who are failing 
the class, they were kind of just there to be made fun of. Those guys are like the Power Ranger duo. Right. And Sean William Scott is actually contributing. He's a character. He gets his own scenes. There's entire Sean William Scott scenes where like the other main actors aren't in them. He's got some plot line. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. He does. Yeah. Um, real quick, can we um, can we suggest calling him Swiss, like S-W-S? Because Sean William Scott is a lot for the name. Should we call him Sean? How about Sean? I like Swiss, and I feel like that's not going to be confusing. Swiss is kind of... It's cool. It's like, kind of good. I, I bet you he, if he was a sports guy, like if he was a, like Swiss is a sick sports name. Now, I, I, I don't want to give you too much credit because okay. I think that's a killer nickname. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I Thanks. just... <laughs> I think it might be confusing. Yeah. If we don't explain the nickname every single episode. Every episode, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not like we don't do that already with, like, 90% of our content anyways. <laughs> We're carrying shit over without explaining. And, like, I realized this when Ryan Ball came on for our guest episode. Uh, and he was like, what the fuck are Delhi dudes? And I was like, oh, no. Like, because he's listened to all of, <laughs> like, a you lot know, of the episodes. Ryan really hasn't talked to me since that episode aired. So I almost yeah, wonder I, if it ruined our relationship. I think it ruined his life. <laughs> it might have been the edit, too, because we totally turned him into a moron. We did. We really beefed his edit bad. And I kind of did it on purpose a little bit and hoping yeah. that he would reach out. I was I was thinking about this movie. You know, um, it's, it's Oscar season right now. Like, Oscars are going to come out tonight uh, and we don't know you know what the results are so we can't spoil anything for our audience uh do you guys think this this movie would have been nominated for anything uh, why'd you say would have did it we don't do you know if it's been nominated because i don't think any of us know for sure i'm pretty sure i know for sure i feel like it would have gotten um like best puppet actor because the alien dog was was pretty good at acting I thought I I actually liked the aliens. The, yeah, the design aliens, of them pretty was, cool. were pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, like Suicide Squad won an Oscar for their makeup and like costume department. Huh. And that's kind of the joke is that they won more Oscars than Citizen Kane. You can like you can have shitty movies that win Oscars. I, I'm sh- I'm not saying this is a shitty movie yet. Citizen Kane but... sucked. <laughs> yeah, you it's guys no ready evolution. To, you guys ready to fucking squash this beef right now? Uh, yeah. you, you guys like Citizen Kane? <laughs> <laughs> that movie fucking blows. Wait, is Citizen Kane the one with Red Rum or whatever? No, that's that's The Shining. That's shining, uh, but you're, but you're thinking rum, of it. You're thinking red. of the right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Rosebud. Fuck that movie. If you can't tell, we're Fuck a Rosebud. movie critic yeah. podcast. We're a movie that critic. Should yeah. know things about possibly the best movie ever. You know what? They should change that Rotten Tomatoes score to ninety-eight because you got another group of reviewers Didn't here they? that's giving it a negative Ooh. review. Didn't they I thought already? it was 99 because it was 100 oh, it was for a while, okay, yeah, and they yeah. uncovered the old review. But change that shit to 98, because uh, we got skin in the game. We're not just some randos, all right? We, we're We've, three years We've reviewed 70-something, 80-something movies. Yeah, this yeah. might be 90-something right now. <laughs> Jesus Boo, Christ. sucks. No color. Stupid <laughs> sled. I hate it. Not even funny. Zero. <laughs> yeah, they shot it in black and white, idiots. <laughs> I'd rather watch Aiden of Evangelion. <laughs> no fucking world building have you guys ever um had leftovers that like went really moldy they're kind of in the back of your fridge and you don't want to like deal with the moldy leftovers yet so yeah i've performed some science experiments what's your worst one so in one of my apartments we had uh this situation where everything in our cupboards was like all the bread yeah it didn't look moldy at all even like bread that only been there for like a week but when you ate it or pulled it apart Mm -hmm. you could see like looked like almost like hairs or like really fine filaments oh my god inside the bread 
And I we kept eating it, of course, because we're like it, it, it looks fine, bro. Oh. Well, we all we bought all our groceries, our stuff from the same grocery store, so we thought maybe like it was a way they made the bread. Yeah, so it was all like made at the bakery. But we, I eventually Googled it, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's called string mold. Oh my god! And it like it like invades everything through like spores. That's like Last grows. of Us, dog. Yeah, dude. That's and like so mycelium. That. <laughs> it's a hole. And then one time we had not fungus related, but we had uh like mites eating everything like all our dog food and everything like that i've actually had that happen twice to me oh well, getting that's... in and all our flour and stuff like these yeah. little bugs and then they would grow up and turn into beetles the worst time they would oh, they actually shit. started like maturing into beetles and we found out it was coming from the box of dog treats that my dog never eats because my dog is fucking tiny mm-hmm. mm. and so like <laughs> we bought this like 300 dog treat box and he ate like a tenth of it and then the rest of it the these little mites had like burrowed into the dog treats and turned them into like honeycombs. But we never realized it because we never like got down into the box. And like this whole beetle infestation in our apartment had erupted from this like box of dog treats. And we for months, we had no idea where they were coming from. For our listeners at home, um, the person describing this situation eats bagels in bed pretty frequently. So don't <laughs> be alarmed. <laughs> this is not a normal thing. Yeah, the yeah. night... That, that that night that I sent you the three different photographs of three different things I was eating in bed, that was real time. Like, I was actually, I actually you ate. You can't eat this stuff in bed. It's not I good. I actually ate three different things in one sitting in bed, including scrambled eggs. I ate the two things. Yeah. And then I got up and I scrambled eggs and I came back to bed and ate them. I'm less concerned about you. scrambled eggs on a plate in bed than I am a bagel. I'm going to be honest. Why? <laughs> Bagels can it, get crumbly. Yeah. And bagels create sugars on your teeth and your teeth will fall out. I brushed my teeth after. Okay, good. After you gave me that lecture. Yeah, you should. And sent me scientific journals on what I was doing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ryan, I knew you'd have multiple examples, so thank you. Uh, Jace, do you, you ever have um, rotting food? I think, I don't know, one of you two might have been a yeah. partner in the crime of this, but my mom will never live it da- let me live it down. One time we accidentally spilled Top Ramen on the ground. In my house yeah. in Alaska in high school. I think yeah. Thomas was there for sure. And we vacuumed it up into her new nice vacuum <laughs> and then oh. forgot to, we forgot to Jesus. So like we vacuumed up wet noodles and then like we were being a dipshit high schooler, so then we started like playing games or something and uh forgot about it. And then she went to use the vacuum and uh Oh my god. It was compacted mold noodle mold in a in a dice. You have to throw it away. There's no there's no saving it. Yeah. Oh my god. God, I mean, this, this, the reason why we're asking is, is because in evolution, I feel like this is very relevant where they have like petri dish style things where things evolve. Just that really reminds me of it. Cause when I throw out a moldy piece of food, I'm like, what kind of new organism am I destroying right now? Like, is there like a city in here? Is it like an Ant-Man colony where they, they have like fucking space travel and interdimensional shit and they know what's happening? Cause I did have an experiment when I was really young, uh, where we took a slice of bread and put some dirt on it. And put it in a plastic bag for school. And we let it sit there for like three days. And we see like all the mold in it. And it's cool. And you look at it with a microscope. And it's awesome. Um, but I lost my bag. And uh, didn't have anything. I had to borrow a lab partner's thing. Um, anyways, it you know, end of the year comes around. Like, you know, eight months later. And I'm cleaning out my cubby. And I find the bag. And inside the bag, I think was literal shit. Like the, the <laughs> bread turned into shit. Like the whatever was in there. I, I didn't know what it was at all, actually. It was it was completely like brown and black and it looked like beyond mold. It was it was like a teeming fucking city. It looked like Coruscant in there. Mold too. Yeah. And, and 
I was like, my friend wanted to open the bag and smell it. And I, I just, in my like nine year old brain, I knew it would kill him. So I just grabbed it from his hand and threw it in the trash. Do you remember and, who that uh, was? I don't remember who it was. Oh, I, I saved his life that day. And I, I remember the bag being warm for some reason. I don't know if that's true, but I think just the they, compost. They probably heat. invented, by that point, they invented uh, fossil fuel. Yeah, I think there uh, was energy. It was, it was a steam colony. Listen, some people in the mold community say we're poisoning our bag by burning the life. <laughs> They've got but we lobbyists. need to power our mold homes. <laughs> so, yeah, the, they invented lobbying. Uh, so. You did the right thing by throwing them away. Yeah, with a restart. I mean, it's in a landfill now. It's it still might be it's still going somewhere. <laughs> it's well, been also about- that, that it's the same thing as like just bread thrown on the ground or bread thrown in the trash. It's the same process, just happening contained. That's true. But I incubated it though. Like I incubated it in a fifth grader's like little cubby hole. Mm-hmm. And Which is it, the grossest place known to humankind. Yeah, and it had my grubby little fucking Cheeto hands all over the bread probably when I put it in. That was the catalyst. Uh, what would you guys do if you guys had access to evolution life forms in this movie? Like the... What, what are you talking about? Okay, these life forms, they evolve like what? Like 100 million years an hour or some shit? Mm-hmm. Like what would you do if you had them? Like you could train them to do stuff. Like you could point their evolution using like different pressures. Like you can make Pokemon for real. Like you can, you can like create these these climates that makes a real Pikachu's or something. You know, you can try hard, and you have like billions of chances because there's so many cells. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, this seems in line with the question about like what would you do if you had Emily Elizabeth's power from Clifford <laughs> to make things so huge. Like, yeah, is there a way the military could right. weaponize this? You could make almost anything because you have an infinite time scale. Right. Those dragons, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dragons were cool. We, that, that that just happened by itself. Like, I think dragons are natural to our environment. Yeah. So, wait, I yeah. don't understand. We're like, we're, we're talking pretty heavily about the movie right now. Should we just... Oh, yeah. We I mean, we kind of... We, we don't have to. Okay, well, well I, I just have a note about the dragon thing. Yeah, okay. And well, I don't well, know if it's safe to... Like share yeah. go right now. Sport. We're, t- we're talking about the dragons. The dragon thing. I think a lot of this movie suffered from the we don't know what the CGI is gonna look like yet because they kept calling it a fucking bird, but then they CGI'd a fucking dragon, and nobody would call that dragon a fucking bird. I thought it was a dinosaur. I didn't even connect the dragon thing. Yeah, That's well, a good point, I Jace. mean, yeah, it did look like a dino- dinosaur dragon thing, but at, at at any rate, it doesn't look like a bird. And the dog thing in the closet really didn't look like a dog to me. It looked more like a frog. And they're like, oh, yeah. look at it, little doggy. And it's like, until they got to the, they evolved into monkeys thing. Yeah. I think they were kind of like wheeling and dealing on the CGI. Like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? I think so, too. But they did That's make them, point. they did make them caked up like crazy, though. Oh, like yeah. all the creatures. And I, they got that right when people were commenting. They we gave know. them big old cheeks. Would you, I think we should start the, the movie. You don't want to talk about what you'd make from the evolution things? I oh, think, I thought I just did you, with the dragons. I think they copped out the early. Yeah. I think they could have waited another few weeks and had a sentient life form. Yeah. And I, I think that's what they tried to do. And then could have we could have they could have really gone from there. Like Yeah, they really stalled on like the, the purple apes. Well, like, I think they I think they tried to do it. Yeah. And then they realized the CGI would be too bad. So they replaced, <laughs> I read this in the trivia, they replaced yeah. the, what was going to be like a human-like giant person with the blob at the 
for the finale. Mm. Oh, wait, yeah, I did read that, because they, they were going to have a battle of wits with, like, an intelligent life form, and then they thought it was it was going to be too dumb, and they, they changed it to, like, the, yeah, the butthole starfish thing that they had. Would, would the battle of wits still been resolved by squirting it with head and shoulders? No, I, I think, no, it was a totally different thing. They came up with the head and shoulders thing after the fact. Like, it would have been, like, a chess game or something, or, like, some kind of outsmarting, but I think they decided it would be, like, too boring of an ending. Uh, we should okay. I'll I'll get into the synopsis of the movie. We can just get into the movie discussion itself. I don't know if there's anything else intelligent we could say at this point. Okay, uh, I picked this movie. It's Evolution. Came out in 2001. Uh, it's modest box office success. They barely made their money back on this one. It opened number four in June 8th, 2001. Can you guess what opened? At number one this weekend. This is a, this is something that opened uh, that weekend. Two thousand one, a space odyssey. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> Planet well, of the Apes. That'd be so stupid if they just named the movie after the whatever year it was. Like, wow, the year twenty twenty three. Planet of the Apes is close, but it is not correct. I'll give you a hint though. Star Wars. Uh, Two thousand one. Was which one? Star Wars. Uh, Phantom Menace. That was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Mm. This it does have a animal in the name. It's about cybercrime. I don't think these hints are helping. Space wolf <laughs> investigator. Wait, it's wait, about wait. firewalls. They're trying to steal money. Eagle eye. It has Halle Berry in it. Catwoman. No, no, it's about cyberspace. It has John Travolta in it. Okay, mm, now this is too many dog hints. Man. Pulp Fiction. It's not Pulp Fiction. Do you guys give up? Um, the Shaggy DA. Taser chicken. It is an aquatic animal. It is an aquatic Oh, dolphin. It's not Free Willy. Free Willy doesn't steal money. I don't know. Dolph- that's why he was in jail. Um, Wait, what'd you uh, say, Jace? Ocean's Eleven. Dolphin. No, that's a really good guess. But <laughs> it's, there's, oh. no, <laughs> there's no Ocean's Eleven dolphins. Okay. <laughs> Colon dolphins. Eleven dolphins. The biggest dolphin heist of all time. <laughs> They're hold stealing. On, hold on. Don't, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell one us million answer. anchovies from the Sea World Vault. <laughs> You said cybercrime in an aquatic animal? Yeah, I'll give you... Is it James Bond? Shark? No. Shark close, Jace. Hugh Jackman is in this, and Don Cheadle. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Why are you being... (laughs) Yes. Wolverine. It is Wolverine. Oh, X-Men. It's not fucking X-Men. It's it's an aquatic animal movie. Okay, I'll give you another... There's a frog, dude. You people are idiots. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys. We're usually a really searing, good at this game. We're, 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 we're usually Ryan like, would have had it like four this yeah, is weird. notes ago. This is weird. It's because weird because I'm, I'm usually really good. This used to play on FX like every week when we were growing up. Oh, um, it's not uh, Shawshank Water World. It's not Water World. It's not Shawshank. There's nothing to do with aquatic animals. Shark Point Lava Girl. You're close. Oh, okay. What? Oh, so uh, Spike it. Oh, Spike is take an aquatic point. animal and add a medieval instrument to it. The octopus bard. Um, is that a movie? <laughs> um, blowfish fire cage. Okay, just oh, take that. And the blowfish. Um, Lenny and the blowfish. That band. Hootie and the blowfish. And no. Okay, <laughs> but take the word blowfish and replace <laughs> blow with something. Puffer. Puffer fish. Um, it's not puffer fish. It's a uh, medieval. Mrs. Puff. Big fish. What do? It's not That's big a good fish. movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Like, what? Why do we not know this movie? Just a fucking medieval thing that they use to kill with. Swordfish? A blowgun. 
A blowgun. It's Swordfish. It's fucking Jace. You got it. It's Swordfish. What? What, what? fucking movie? Is it this? opened number one. It's a. I've never movie. heard of that movie before in my life. It's a heist movie with Halle Berry, John Travolta, Hugh Jackman, Don Cheadle. It's like a thriller. Oh I my. feel like you're describing X-Men. It's like one of those cyberspace movies that was big in the 2000s where they're like, Is this, is this a Berenstein like, Bears ooh. situation? No, no. This made a lot of money. I've never heard of it. 147 million in the box office. No, what I've never. I've fuck? literally never heard of it. Yeah, they played it on FX all the time. I never watched it because it just it's one of those movies where they're like, talking about how dangerous the internet is and how all these like cyber hackers are going <laughs> to collapse society which might be true okay guess number two though this is this is in its okay, i'm not going to do this forever but like number two i think you're going to get this is on its fourth weekend 2001 it's about a giant monster godzilla and it's also medieval reign of fire no 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 bigger bigger movie medieval giant monster yeah medieval giant monster it's a bit of a fantasy uh ooh, Dragonheart. no you're close it's that nasty fucking movie with that big long ass dog that the kid rides <laughs> it's what <laughs> never ending story <laughs> <laughs> it came out 20 years before this nasty fuck okay um let me give you a hint let me give you a hint all right uh what color do you turn when you're envious Green. Green. Giant. Okay. Green so, bean. Green. It's a green. Green goblin. Smoking that green. A green monster. <laughs> it's in a fantasy medieval setting. The green bean. Shrek. It's Shrek. Shrek came out all right, in 2001. One more. Yeah, 2001. Wow. There's one more until you get to evolution. All right. There's one in between these. And this is a, a Ben Affleck movie. All right. Daredevil. It's not Daredevil. Uh, paycheck. It's nothing. Okay, it's, we didn't watch it in our season. All right, this is on weekend three. But it was a huge. It was. I think it has Josh Harnett in it. It's a love triangle. Reindeer games. It's not reindeer games. Mm. It's a love triangle movie. Jennifer Garner's in it, and so is Kate Beckinsale and Alec Baldwin and Cuba Gooding Jr. It's a stacked ass cast. <laughs> I have no clue. It's okay. I, I have no idea. It's a fucking historical drama. It was meant to compete with Saving Private Ryan. Pearl Harbor. Yes, Pearl Harbor. Jesus. You guys, you guys, you, just taking so many guesses. Normally, you you stump me in two guesses. I don't know. This is weird movies, yeah, man. Like, Why was Pearl Harbor third? <laughs> 2001, like shitty movies Swordfish? from a year when we were like eight years old. It's just yeah. kind of. Okay, the summer of 2001, yeah, not a lot of good ones. But then you, you kind of scroll down the list a little bit. You got A Mummy Returns, A Knight's Tale, Memento, Atlantis. Like, we got some bangers up in here. Knight's Tale, okay. good movie. Night's Tale fucking rules. Yeah, so I watched four that shit through once ten is better than one through three. Yeah, yeah, but these are all like you know weekend thirteen movies. You can watch Mummy Returns eventually. Okay, here we go. This is this is Evolution. All right, this movie that came out. Um, big cast. After a large meteor strikes a small town in Arizona, two professors from the Glen Canyon Community College, played by Orlando Jones and David Duchovny, take it upon themselves to investigate. What they find, record scratch, is a space rock teeming with microscopic alien life that is rapidly evolving hundreds of millions of years within just a few hours. Hijinks ensue, and these life forms progress into larger creatures that begin to terrorize the town. Aided by a clumsy CDC director, played by Julianne Moore, and an overzealous fire department recruit, played by our own Sean William Scott, uh, the professors use their scientific cunning to take on the invading aliens and produce their own extinction event, Courtesy of Head and Shoulders. Um, that is evolution. Did you write that? Yeah, I did. I write my. Wow. I, sometimes I pre-write my synopses. Yeah, I could tell because you said record scratch, and I was like, "There's no way somebody." <laughs> <laughs> Nod thoughtfully, sarcastically. I'm the boss here. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this movie starts out like with Sean William Scott in the first 
frame, right? Like he's kind yeah. of like in the beginning of this movie, and it's it doesn't start good because you, you have a lot of assumptions. There's <laughs> right probably away. the funniest start to a movie I think I've actually seen in a he's while. Like, he's sticking why you, a white Jason uh, yeah. uh, Denali. Why did you not like the start? I did like the start. It was just it's just the <laughs> like he's 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 sticking a blow up doll into an abandoned shack, and you don't oh, know okay. what's happening here. <laughs> it's a fifty fifty situation. Yeah, yeah. And then you start to see him put on a fireman outfit, and I'm like, okay, this is either some really <laughs> deep weird shit, or and then he lights the building on fire, and I still don't know where he's going with this. And then he bursts in, and then it, it's revealed that he's like training for his fire department test but all the way until he says i'll save you ma'am and kicks open the door i had no idea what the fuck he was doing yeah i i, I like this scene i like that he was first yeah and and i like that he he was the only person in that scene so he had to carry it he had like he had the well it was a blow gravitas to do it and they were like hey you're not the main actor but we want you to open this fucking movie and set the tone of this right. movie yeah and also like he witnesses the cause of this movie he sees the asteroid hit his car in a huge set piece like it actually tossed that real car like 200 feet in the air and he totally sells the scene yeah i agree reacts huge this is another one of those things where when he starts out in the movie with sean william scott i'm like he is he's so dumb that it's actually concerning he has this like reaction where he's he thinks like this is the best way to go about training for the fire department exam is saving his blow-up doll and I'm like, is is he gonna be this dumb the whole movie? But I feel like they kind of like redirect a little bit. This kind of brings us to the intro to the characters with Orlando Jones and David Duchovny. Ryan, are you say you're a David Duchovny fan? Oh yeah. Ugh. We're you a watch- big double D house. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I did yeah. I, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's, I, I know. I know what you're, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh it's <laughs> uh Dave, David Duchovny, uh, or or DD. That's that's fine. Um D-D. you you watch the X-Files, I'm assuming I presume, you know. Yeah. We're 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 big on it and we're Twin Peaks fans as well. Yeah, he's a bit of an inspiration around the house. I say I think about David Duchovny. Yeah. Probably 3 or 4 times a day. Yeah. He does give big daddy energy in this movie, like we were saying um, off the chat. But like something about this dude, and and Jace, you might relate to this, but like he he gives this crazy smug energy in all of his scenes, and it's it's sometimes grating for me. Why like would you say, Jace, I, you might relate to this? I, it's because um, you were you were talking about this too, Jace. Because he gives off that similar vibe. Jace, you're a very smug man. Um, what do you think about this guy? Yeah, I I texted you last night. I actually really enjoyed the introduction of his character. Like the opening monologue of like, uh, they've set the stage that we're at a community college and he's like, kind of like throwing his hands in there. He's like, I only make $17,000 a year. You guys all got A's. I don't have, I don't have anything going on and it's all pretty comedic. You get the two dipshits who write about their father being in a prison cell, I guess. And he gives them a C minus for some reason. Their essay. So for some reason, their essay is multiple pages thick and stapled together. He's like, there was one paragraph. And I committed it to memory. Did they write it over and over again and he was just terrified? Maybe. That's what it seems like. (laughs) I kind of thought like the rest of it, though, is um, maybe it was a script, but I kind of think that his uh, performance was uninspired or like it seems really deadpan. It's like his he's on. That's kind of his vibe. Okay. Yeah. When he's a cocky, misunderstood person, he really thrives. Like if he's like not the mainstream guy mm-hmm. like fox Mulder and x files is like he knows his shit but nobody takes him seriously because he's only assigned to the weird cases right and 
In this, he's kind of still got that same vibe. Like he he's cocky, and, but he doesn't, he's too much of an everyday man. And those things, it's hard for you to like root for his character who's an asshole. It's, it's a bit different. The hierarchy in X-Files is a little different. Yeah, I couldn't tell in this movie if he was like phoning it in. But then like there were certain moments in the movie where I feel like he was actually committing. Like when he slaps his ass against the windshield <laughs> for the for the U.S. general. Yeah. And there's certain moments where he's really bringing the comedy. So I'm like, maybe he wasn't checked out and it was it was a character choice. Uh, but I agree. It, it made some scenes a little weird. It, it progresses with Orlando Jones, who I think is also very funny in this movie, to where they find these microorganisms on this meteor there's water there's shit growing on it and this is kind of like the prometheus moment for me where i'm like holy shit guys like put your fucking helmets on (laughs) do not touch (laughs) that shit because he doesn't he barely reacts when he sees alien like microorganisms in the microscope this is like war of the worlds like you do not want to be in contact with alien germs i wish they would have played up that like a little bit more especially for like a biology teacher (laughs) you would think they would connect that they well he eventually does right he freaks out and goes and grabs orlando i mean he doesn't contain it he just keeps it on the slide and then when the slide breaks he's like oh shit i'll just put it in a dish or something (laughs) and let it grow yeah it might be like he doesn't quite of course this isn't happening because you know this has never happened ever he might be you know grabbing think oh there's there's organisms haha you know maybe they're from the dirt i kind of get the denial thing i i don't really know if they were going for that but that's why i guess at first i wasn't sure if they were at first, yes, but they do confirm eventually that these are rapidly dividing aliens. Right. And then, I mean, you cut to Orlando Jones licking the walls <laughs> to taste <laughs> the alien residue as well. And then, um, you know, just like Prometheus, they also had a worm scene where they're interfacing mm. with these gross-ass flatworms, which, like, immediately made my skin turn inside out. There's a lot of biological horror in this movie, which I think this is like funny Prometheus to me. I think it's like the same scientific rigor <laughs> and it's entertaining in a totally different way. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And I think it's kind of that attempt to do, you said Prometheus, but something like the intro scene of Alien or like The Thing in a funny way and not just doing a parody of it, like actually trying to make a comedy. And I totally give it credit for that. There yeah. is a couple moments in this movie that I r- really enjoy. Like some are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> some are like, that was a really good joke. Some are, hey, that character is really funny. And some are, why would they put that in a blockbuster movie funny? <laughs> like it's kind of ironic. We, we had a couple big laughs over here. So, so far, I'm taking note of the weird situations in movies that Julie really loves Okay. during Sean William Scott season. Okay. In Dude, Where's My Car? She liked when Ashton Kutcher punched him in the ostrich container. Like, that was, for some reason, that was really I funny. I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. In this movie, it was when Sean William Scott licked the wall copying the scientists. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of like wanted to seem smart. So he also licked the wall. I missed that. I missed that yeah. too. Yeah. So, so right right after Orlando yeah. did it. So it's and a different flavor profile for, for Julie. Like it's just. Like she just certain, yeah. It turns into knee slapping. Head back. <laughs> like the whole fiasco. And yeah. I really like that. That's great. <laughs> and that's what I kind of mean about these movies is they're not super serious, but they still might appeal to a lot of people for different reasons too. There's a lot of gags in this movie. And. I think initially when we were, when we were texting about this movie, like it, the humor wasn't hitting for me. It was a lot of misses because I think the the tone took it took a while for it to establish for me. But like my first genuine laugh was when Sean William Scott got hit in the nuts with a fire hose, 
like, oh, while yeah. he was climbing the, the ladder. <laughs> what? And just his his reaction when it hits, like when he's doing the fireman exam, and it yeah. just it swings down. He's like, oh god, <laughs> and then like that's when it kind of flipped for me. Uh, once the characters are starting to establish in the in the movie, I was much more on board, I think, with the humor that where I was like, OK, like they're trying to be dumb here, like on purpose. And it's actually funny for a lot of this. But in the, in the beginning, like I, I totally wasn't bought in. I was like, oh, screw this movie. I'm, I'm going to hate this. Like, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think this is going to require a buy in every every week. Yeah, we're going to have to give it its fair shake. And it's going to be mood dependent. I mean, I'm going to try and say watch these things in a good mood. Oh, yeah. Thanks, boss. <laughs> um. Some some movies we some seasons we have really serious movies and you can kind of like today's kind of a doldrum day I'm kind of like you know ready to sit down and really analyze something but not so I think this season it's gonna need to be like you're gonna have to slap yourself and wake yourself up a little bit I'm gonna let Sean William Scott work his magic naturally on me I, the best the best times in this movie for me were absolutely when Sean William Scott was on the screen doing his thing it added a, like a a lightness I was like I was like ooh. And you know he's he's playing it the same way he's playing his character well the same way and how I'm expecting him to like oh oh he's he's fucking with people it's like <laughs> he it seems like he's always put in the scene in a scene with somebody that we like classically identify as bad with like the old rich white dude it's like Sean yeah. Williams Swiss is the butt of the he's like why is my towel damp and he's like hey, fucking dick and then you know <laughs> I think this. In, in relation to that, this movie does pay off pretty well. I think some of the script is lacking, but there are a lot of jokes in this, mo- in this movie that like it had to be set up well in advance. There were like six or seven times in the movie where I was like, ah, yeah. good joke. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Sean William Scott's use in this movie is very economic and it's very high impact. Because like hearing him deliver any line in this movie, I think made me laugh. Even when he's doing like his regular pool boy customer service voice where he's like, oh, sure, Mr. Johnson, let me fix you up something nice yeah, and special. The patronizing. <laughs> yeah. Kind just, of like, I've got a prank planned or like, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get you back kind of vibe, like kind of like talking through his teeth a little bit. Yeah. But he delivers it with so much like manic intensity behind his calm demeanor that I feel like it's really funny <laughs> and you can feel that energy building. Um, and I feel like. As a side character, this is why he really shines, because he can lay on all his Sean sauce without worrying that it's going to be, like, too much for the whole movie, like, when he's in a lead, you know? Yeah, and, and I like how he was kind of down, like, for anything, right? Yeah. They're like, let's go hunt these guys. And he's like, yeah! They're, like, <laughs> they're sitting in a diner, they're eating eggs, and then they're like, let's go find something out. And he's like, yeah! Like, he, he was never like, oh, guys, I don't know, is that really smart? I don't know. It's kind of fun, because he didn't have a lot to lose. Like, you know, well, he missed his firefighting exam because he got hit in the nuts. Yeah. And so he's kind of just... Class- drifting through life he's got talking about I, th- I thought it was pretty relatable too with like he said oh i was thinking about taking some classes at the community college and that's like a serious type of person who actually is, exists and is i think worthy of being shown in a movie and a lot of movies don't do that they're either just like only the scientists or only the everyday man and it's hard to portray a character who's kind of in this in-between zone and doesn't really have a lot figured out in their life he's in his mid-20s he's trying to figure it out trying to find his place in the world and now he knows he's going to be an alien buster which is pretty sick you know we had the ben verse i think we're gonna have a swiss verse because there could yeah. be a pretty clear line. I mean, look at this picture behind me okay. of the of the tiki heads of yeah, Sean yeah. William Scott with iCarly's brother. Like, yeah, <laughs> this character could have been straight out of Dude, Where's My Car? 
Actually, yeah, you could have drawn a straight line. Yes. Uh, between these two guys. <laughs> so, so it was filmed after the other movie. Do you think it would happen after the other movie? Like in, 100%. if we're taking Sean's character, because this seems like he's slightly more mature. He he might still smoke weed, but he's also trying to get a professional career, be like a laced up guy. He probably has to stop for a while. It's probably drug test for the you know the fireman's exam. So he's a little more cognizant this movie. Uh, but he still likes to have a good time. Okay. I feel like it makes sense. Do you guys have a good Sean impression yet? Like, I know we like to try to build an impression throughout the seasons. Like, I feel like we have an impression for each season we've done. So it was kind of difficult for me last episode to listen to myself when I was editing. Right. And because uh, <laughs> I at the beginning of that first episode, I thought I was doing a Sean William Scott impression, but I was actually doing my Keanu impression. Oh. <laughs> and it's so it's different. Right. Yeah. And and I think when you think, hey, impersonate this guy who's kind of like a stoner dude, you might be like, whoa. Yeah. But he's not that kind of stoner. No, no, no. He has kind of more of a, a manic, uh, manic intensity. Yeah. It's not yeah. He's like, like Jace, it's not Jace a, did an oh, sure, bud. Oh, yeah. It's not a whoa. It's like a whoa. It's like a flat yeah. whoa. Oh, sure, bud. Yeah. I'll, that's, I'll that's take good. care of that. I'll, that's pretty I'll good. I'll take care of that for you. Oh, sure, bud. Oh, sure. It's more Midwestern, yeah. isn't it? And, and oh, sure, bud. Almost like a Canadian where they go like, they go kind of up, rising into yeah. up, yeah. down. Is he oh, Canadian? Oh, sure, bud. I don't know. He's from Michigan, so basically. Where's your car? Where's your car, dude? Oh, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Yeah, a little high. Yeah, it gets, it gets, yeah, like the Where's manic car, thing, dude? really, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's like linear. It's like, uh, and then, ah. Uh. When he does the dude scene in the other movie, like, dude. dude. He goes, dude. You kind of want it to be like the same. Dude. What does mine say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what does is that mine a say? And it, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was like the same, kind of the same inflection. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. This we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Um, I have to give a shout out because, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is George in the Jungle. And the, yes. ah, ee, ee, uh, <laughs> Get the attention of the dinosaur. I think that might be a Seanism. George of the Jungle. My references? prediction is that we're gonna we're gonna hear that again. Hmm. The George of a Jungle like quote. It might be. It, I think it literally might be a number on the Seanometer. Do you think he does that more than once? I think so. Okay, we'll we'll look out for it. He didn't yeah, do it. In so Dude's so this, my car. Is, yeah, this yeah. is our cue. Okay. This is our okay. cue. We'll run it back. Um, at least his car car. I think he does that. I, I, oh, okay, oh, now yeah, moving. Like I kind of remember him car, doing something. Car, like, car, car. It does feel very. <laughs> Yeah, the animal, the animal noises. I feel like he he makes a lot. Um, do you guys remember that scene where uh, the crazy soldier is like reaching for his gun when he sees David Duchovny's character, and he he's like, "Oh, you're you're Doctor Ira," and he like yeah. he starts, he's, and then they pull him away, and he said something about like, "You ruined you, you my life. The, you were the my worst four months of my life." Yeah, and he said, "You had me. This guy had me in diapers for a month," and I'm like, "Oh, what's the what's the payoff?" And it never. Yeah, it does. Like, he, it's the, the Iron it, Madness. It, yeah. Or the Kane Madness. Oh, that's what it... Okay, okay. I thought he did something to this dude, like, personally. He, okay, so that's what it was. Well, okay, he did gotcha. give him an experimental vaccine that made him shit himself for a month. Can we talk about this? That's what it is. That's what my note means, you guys. That's what my note means. I said, LOL, anti-vaccine, conservatives should love it. <laughs> so, that's what it was. Because... There's a whole bit where he gives a vaccine to a bunch of soldiers, an experimental vaccine, and it messes everybody up, it makes them poop themselves. It's kind of the comedic part of it. But a bunch of other terrible stuff like blindness and stuff. Um, and madness and like memory loss. But <laughs> like before, when yeah, but before the pandemic, that was kind of like the lore about vaccine experiments. It's just like, yeah, when they do trials, 
they could lie to you. They could make something go really bad. They might not disclose how bad the side effects are. And it was kind of played for comedic effect. I don't think we're getting any more of those scenes. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, during a time where anti-vax groups were not really in the American mainstream. Even amongst the like American conservative movement, people weren't really anti-vax, like not widespread like they are now. Right, and even the yeah. the whole autism fiasco that right. is later than this. That was that was this like pre uh, Jenny McCarthy, so. like so, Jim yeah. Carrey pushing <laughs> anti-vax shit. Yeah, yeah, like I think at this time. It was just kind of like, a, oh, ha ha, he's just, exp- they're military. Like, I, I didn't even connect the anti-vax. Well, a lot of the people yeah. in the military in this movie, like, they're of the older generation. Mm-hmm. It's probably, you know, something that goes back to, like, polio. Like, that's going to be something for a lot of people, you know, almost 25 years ago that are watching this and are like, oh, ha polio vaccine. Okay, maybe that's where I know it from, from, like, the big drive to get everybody inoculated what'd you what'd you think about the courtroom scene ryan i i always want your analysis as a kind of funny as a man of it was kind of interesting because like they weren't it was a motion hearing it was like an oral argument for some sort of motion yeah i was surprised they got in the courtroom that quickly (laughs) like there was no (laughs) other scenes which are like we're gonna sue you and then they sued him yeah (laughs) but they obviously weren't at trial because they used the word deposition i'm gonna depose him and usually that's not done in front of the judge right then it's if you get on the stand and testify in front of the judge you would do that in like a trial scenario not like in a pre-trial scenario so that was kind of weird so really that scene should have not been actually in a courtroom it felt out of place and i feel like it was just a setup for the the gag of where she just lists off the symptoms yep. yeah. <laughs> of what happened. Um, yeah, it, it did feel weird, even just as like a non-court guy. I was like, oh, I don't know. But there, this this movie kind of builds uh, along with the creatures in the movie. Like the stakes kind of grow with the creatures. Um, I think the designs, like you guys said, was pretty sick. Um, I really liked the scene where uh, anyway, they sneak into this facility where uh, where they have like the crabs and they're like oh yeah just snag one real quick and he's like snag one and like <laughs> he's like he's facing the other way he's eating <laughs> and he's like trying to grab it i um, thought they had a really good rapport yeah and orlando jones is a really great like physical actor and his delivery on lines <laughs> like that like the kind of pointing out the crazy though mm-hmm. the lines that he has like that i think he does a really good job and that that kind of builds to the fly scene which i remember from the trailer like oh my god that scarred that fucking scarred me seeing the the skin it was like the scarabs from the mummy and he has that line where he's like cut me open there goes your christmas present judas which i fucking love <laughs> his, his banter in that scene with the doctors and stuff was actually pretty good too and it was quick-witted, yeah. and it wasn't coming from a character like maybe Sean William Scott, who you wouldn't expect to be like quick-witted in that scenario. But it was from like a funny mm-hmm. college professor, and so his like little like he understood the medical terms like instantly mm-hmm. and was able to quip on them. Yeah. I, I thought that built and paid off for the character a lot, and that whole ice cream thing. I don't care what flavor it is; it's for my ass. <laughs> like, and I wanted to bring this back to my colonoscopy story. Oh boy, they put that's ice basically cream in what your eyes? it was like. No, I woke up. Yeah. Oh, he's really like confused. A, a ice cream. Oh, I see. Yeah, he didn't. Well, they didn't put him out at all. They didn't like, put him. Um, I also like the scene where he's like, he's like, no, don't take the leg, and they're like, oh, it's heading up to the testicles. He's like, take, take the, the leg, <laughs> take the leg. That all seems gold. The I I love yeah. the him being held down. And he's just being like consoled, like breathe, breathe. <gasps> it's like and you're the doing characters great, around buddy. Yeah. You're doing great. 
they like totally changed their roles around him too. Like even Julianne Moore's character where it's like, it's totally changed from hostile to being like, okay, we're all in this together, uh, which is, it kind of turns for this movie. They all become like a crew after that moment. I mean, I can understand why trauma bonding. And at this point, the aliens make their way out onto the town and uh, you have that pug scene which I remember from the commercials as well for some, how much was this in this fucking commercial? You have, you have also like the country club guy who got eaten, which I thought was a pretty funny scene. Like Sean William Scott, I just feel like his reaction to the country club thing was really great <laughs> where he was just like, uh, he's like, yeah, some guy got eaten. He was a major douchebag, but doesn't make it right. Uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> we chase this sucker across the fairway <laughs> and, and I like I, how you just integrated in. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And like the fact that that scene ended up being really important, I think in a, in a lesser movie that there would be those cutaway scenes that didn't matter at all. But all the all the times we saw the aliens coming up in the country club, it paid off later when we learned that Sean William Scott was actually like tracking that stuff and was paying attention to it and was going to bring it to the attention of the scientists. And yeah. that's the only way they can really access the phenomenon because there's a quarantine zone around the meteor site. And so when it shows up at the country club through the water system, or whatever, they they're like, oh, sweet, this is our this is our way in. And mm-hmm. That was really interesting, and I'm glad our boy, he got the role of being the person who kind of connected up the dots. I thought it was interesting that when he shot the uh, the dog thing, he thought to go to the community college scientists, and at first I was like, why would someone draw a line to do that, to just contact the local bio department? But I forgot that he actually met them beforehand uh, when his right. car got destroyed. So I think it, it ties it all together. Like, it's kind of an airtight plot. Yes, there are no flaws in this movie. So no flaws. It's fucking perfect. 2003's evolution or just months evolution. Flawless can, movie. Yeah. Susan yeah. Kane, step aside. Um, and this kind of movie builds like I thought a really America moment was when they uh they raid the local Westfield Mall and then just pull out a bunch of shotguns, shotguns that were unattended. Yeah. And then no one's concerned about the three guys with shotguns in the mall just unloading the air <laughs> to like shoot this pterodactyl thing. Hard to be concerned about uh, three dudes with shotguns when there's a pterodactyl flying around. But that's true. That, the yeah. pterodactyl picking up the uh, the shoplifter. You like you get that scene where he's like, oh, she's she was stealing all that stuff. <laughs> she gets yanked yeah. out. And I was like, huh. I like the implication that she thought the dinosaur was the security yeah what she was like i'll never steal again it's like no that's not what was happening it wasn't punishing you (laughs) you didn't hear about the new dinosaur task force this city hired where you'll be lifted 60 feet in the air and people will have to shoot it down to stop it from eating you i did like orlando it wasn't orlando jones like his reaction where she's like i'll never shoplift again and he's like good yeah he like walks away doesn't explain anything i liked his his like the straight play of um he's like i'm with the u.s geological services like every time (laughs) and the police officers that that are like technical yes like anytime (laughs) something is mentioned to them that sounds like scientific at all they're like go ahead (laughs) right and and, and i like the implication that like they're from the community college so that joke was made a lot of time that the cdc people in the army were kind of dumping on them but then you find they're like respected members of the community and yeah. and the city actually really does like the community college even the judge went there and yeah i liked jokes like that and that the even though the police didn't know that he was totally faking he had no authority they respected the thoughtfulness of scientists yeah it was like the local scientists you're like oh yeah like that's that's bill the that's biologist who we, that's yeah. who we should have in charge of making these decisions yeah what a world. Well, and this was and made, the trench coats, you know. Trench coats looked sick. I also like when they were talking about the 
geological survey thing and they go over the credentials like sean william scott comes right after them and he's like took some chemistry in high school Dude, after he great joke. <laughs> introduces himself wait do you guys remember the periodic table scene in this movie where they like look at a carbon life form and make like an l shape yeah. and they're like oh that's why arsenic's poison like maybe i saw this and on fx i remember this scene and as a kid like i wasn't i didn't know it was a joke like i was like it does it work like that like <laughs> can you just draw a fucking l and i mean I guess most of those elements are poisonous anyways. I, I guess that would work in almost any pattern. <laughs> but like drawing the L to find out selenium is like arsenic to these nitrogen-based life forms, I thought was really funny. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I know what you mean, Danielle. I, I thought about the same thing. and I thought my memory of this movie was that they were like silicon-based. That would make more sense, more sense, I think, chemically. Because it has the same four chains or whatever. Yeah. And uh, But I, I do actually have a memory of a, as a kid thinking about this movie when i looked at the mm -hmm. periodic table for the first time i was like oh remember the aliens and evolution they were like on this <laughs> so that's funny that you mentioned that because i thought that was something that was totally like nobody else would have latched onto it i feel like scenes like that in this movie could actually make kids or, or the general public be interested in the periodic right. table yeah where they're like there's a directional component to it like wow it's not just a list and which is true like there is a directional aspect about it but you're talking about like we should have Adam Lengths a shit. sean like, william scott movie yeah about every field of science we've got biology <laughs> yes. and space we got toxicology which was the last episode uh i've got you know maybe a geologic slash archaeologic one really in the chamber we've got social studies one thing that was interesting about this because they, they said they have the shampoo thing right like it was it was in the head and shoulder shampoo, which has selenium, uh, which is a famous like antifungal, like anti-dandruff component of, of shampoo. Uh, did you guys read that thing that head and shoulders at the time did not have a selenium containing shampoo? Really? And it was only after this movie they introduced head and shoulders intensive care, which had selenium in it. It was only Selsun Blue. Huh. But did yeah. somebody at head and shoulders watch <laughs> this movie? Like, that was a really good idea. It literally was because they did cross promotion when this movie came out, Head and Shoulders was like, oh, we're going to capitalize on this. And then they made a literal selenium containing product. I feel like we need to, for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, we need, yes. they're like, why are we talking about Head and Shoulders? We talked about, <laughs> you, you just mentioned it a little bit, but like, yeah. no, like literally in this movie, mm -hmm. they go, you know, 80 of the 90 minutes have passed. Yes. And they're like, we're in a hole we can't dig ourselves out of. Maybe if we find some way to get a lot of selenium, it might be poisonous to the aliens. Because yeah. like the periodic table like you talked about. <laughs> and then, in one of the most sideways jokes I've ever seen in any movie ever, the two dumb characters say, hey, you know that real world product that's, <laughs> you know, very well famous and known by its its entire name, Head and Shoulders, the anti-dandruff shampoo? And everybody's <laughs> like, yes, tell me more about Unilever's Head and Shoulders anti-dandruff shampoo. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well... It contains selenium. How do you think our hair got so nice and flake-free? <laughs> and then everybody in the room is like, yes, we will now use head and shoulders to defeat the aliens. Yeah, they put it into a fire truck and spray it out of a hose. This is literally what happened. I'm not skipping a scene. Like, that's yeah. literally how it happened. I feel like it was a pilot program for native advertising. Like, this is the new future of product right. placement where it's like integrate it into the story the only other way, way i've seen that is like in wayne's world when they're like yeah yeah you know oh product placement and it's so lame and they like show their rebox <laughs> the next one was uh was in transformers 4 
when the Bud Light uh, car explodes and all the Bud Lights come rolling. And in the middle of the action sequence, Mark Wahlberg picks up the Bud Light like label out and cracks it open. He's like, <sighs> and then keeps shooting. Are you are you joking? That's a scene. Oh in the Jesus. <laughs> We gotta do a Transformers season. Um, I feel like this was an interesting thing. I'm glad it didn't catch on, but just doing it once was really funny. Yeah, um, and it almost would have been better if someone looked at the camera and was like, head and shoulders. Yeah. I guess because it, it was Because I, I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure whether they were making a joke. Like, everybody knows head and shoulders has selenium in it. So, therefore, we can just name this product. But they were wrong. It was if, organized. Like, the, the, the people of this movie, like, directed... I just, I'm just so confused. I don't know how it happened. Because those characters were wrong, too. If we had listened to them in real life, we would have all died. Because it's only Selsun Blue that has Selenium. Oh, yeah. But, like... Selsun Blue is expensive as shit, though. It is. It then is. Why would they say... It? Like, this seems like a time travel thing. Like, well, time travel's real. And the <laughs> one thing they did... Yeah. Is there like, he became a writer for like two Hollywood movies and he was like, yeah, you know how Head and Shoulders has selenium in it? And they're like, okay, let's write that in the script. And then the people at Head and Shoulders only find out that they should put selenium in it from this movie. Yeah, they bootstrapped it. Yeah, no, yeah so think... it's a time loop. That's what it seems like. It, also at the same time, it's probably like, Selsun Blue isn't yeah. really good joke. Name recognition. H- yeah. Head and Shoulders is... And then, you know, Harry Block got his head and shoulders sucked up into the alien's butt. So, you know, maybe maybe that was the payoff. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He did get his head and shoulders sucked up there. That's Jace, a good that's point. Not bad. Yeah, they, so they shoot the selenium up the, up the starfish's giant butthole. I, we should backpedal. This, there, there's, the military wants to napalm the aliens, right? And the, the, they find out that fire makes them grow like crazy in a hilarious scene where they just flick a match and it randomly hits the Petri dish perfectly. <laughs> and the Petri dish goes crazy. Uh, a giant uh, starfish being emerges out of the, uh, the catacombs and it's like the size of Godzilla and has a one fart hole just like all of the creatures do uh, throughout all of this, <laughs> this being's evolution. And, uh, you know, they, they drive this fire truck filled with head and shoulder shampoo. Somehow they've emptied, what, like a million bottles into this thing over the period of like yeah. four hours. I don't think this town has that type of supply chain where they can have that much shampoo. Similarly, I mean, I'm not well versed in fire truck, but that didn't look yeah. like the type of fire truck that has like a liquid you know, storage container. <laughs> like it looked like the think- one that has to hook up directly to like a fire hydrant and then route the water which well 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 look look at well, mr science over here i mean i'm sure thrown out the window at a hollywood riding session no 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 there was a, you guys saw like when the when the truck was going there was a hose trailing behind and the hose was connected to head and shoulders factory and it was into a vat all they needed to do was connect oh. a hose straight to the factory and they were spraying it do you guys think their pumps would handle something as viscous as shampoo too? something that was designed for water? Can't tell you. Uh, yeah, I was wondering that. I was wondering if they would like thin it out. I mean, effectively making it less potent. That's too much time though, right? Like, But I don't really know. Like, I, I feel like the joke is that, you know, chemicals get absorbed really quickly into your bloodstream if it goes through your butthole. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is true. Don't do this, people. <laughs> but... Only under doctor supervision should you do a butt chug. Like I'd probably also, die if I butt chugged. <laughs> I think doesn't a lot of people die from that? Like I heard it's yeah. not. A, I did, think jackass did, did really you, like. Wait, does arsenic do that to people when they eat it? Uh, do they explode? And explode. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Some things cause you to explode. Like cyanide causes you to explode a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um. 
that Keanu episode where we found out that Keanu Reeves uh, one time said he believes in spontaneous combustion? Well, he should. I think he was in his 20s. And he said, he's like, yep. Some, spontaneous some combustion is real. Spontaneous combustion. What? Ryan's fascination with the uh, X-Files and conspiracy uh, theories. Yeah. No, so spontaneous combustion me, is real. Spontaneous combustion isn't real. People fall asleep I've with cigarettes it. on them. He's seen it. They always say they've seen it. No, I've seen it. Are you talking You've seen about... a man explode. No, you're talking about spontaneous human combustion. Yes, of course I am. <laughs> Jesus, oh, right? No, that's the, that's the, the word human is doing an operative thing in there. Sponta- when someone says spontaneous combustion, they're yeah. not talking about like like a gas fire. <laughs> they're talking about a human explosion. No, you know, you're talking about spontaneous human combustion. Because I've seen spontaneous to, combustion. Just of course. Right there. What like, do you mean, of when course? This, when when someone it? says UFOs, they're talking about fucking aliens. They're not talking about an experimental plane they saw once. That is true. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Denali on this one. <laughs> Where the mind goes when somebody says spontaneous yeah. combustion is is those history channel shows where it's a burnt out couch. Like I, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, though. I was in the woods once. Yeah. S- stack of leaves, just boom. Caught on fire. Was there a guy in it? No. Oh, Were the leaves about that? It was yeah. spontaneous. A cigarette? Mal- it Marlboro? Nothing. It was... Giant pile. I'm I'm being 100 percent serious. I'm not joking at all. I've seen spontaneous combustion, and I was and I was with my grandpa. I was like, "What yeah. is happening over there, Grandpa? Look at that!" And he's like, "Yeah, that's spontaneous combustion it happens out here." I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I'm sure it was like a static yeah, charge or maybe a cigarette materials, like a, you know, yeah. uh, in the heat yeah. and sun. Yeah, but humans generally don't explode. They did a MythBusters episode about this where they were like, "Oh, there was a guy who was like alcoholic, and he was like." He had so much alcohol in his system that when he lit a cigarette, he exploded. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like one of those like 1800s myths. Like Pop Rocks, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just explode. Oh, man. I want to, like, if we ever get Keanu on the show, I want to ask him about that quote and see if he still believes in it. And he, he like, even said, where he was like, it happens to people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All of those photos are pretty convincing. <laughs> Don't write it off, okay? All right. Should we get into our shenanigans? Definitely, we're way too far. Into yeah, this. let's let's do this. Let's. Uh, Ryan, do you want to explain what the what the deal is? Yeah, our shenanigans is going to be a rating of how Sean William Scott this movie was. And that, wait, wait, I mean, do we change the order based on the movies? You, yeah, you. Yeah, but you're, you're, you just told first. me to explain it, and I will do. I'll do so. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Please keep continuing. Yeah. Yeah. So every week we have two different meters. The first meter is how well this movie comports with our theme. And the second one is how we actually think of it as a movie itself. But our theme can be based on various different things. And essentially, when you think of a Sean William Scott movie, what sort of qualities leap out to you? And does this movie have them? So last week we watched Dude, Where's My Car? Pretty quintessential, if I may say so. And this week, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, so uh, for my shenometer, I was thinking about like I was thinking about this because Sean William Scott is a supporting character in this. Unlike Dude, Where's My Car, where he is a lead. So the volume of Sean in this movie was a little low, but his deployment was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was slathered on that Sean sauce, and it really worked in these scenes. He brought that zany energy, and he's very reactive in his scenes. He's reacting to everything around him, which is typical, both physically and verbally. 
Uh, so it's going to get some points there. Uh, he was also pretty shibby here, so I'm going to actually give him another point for pretty that shibby. as well. He he does do those, like Jace has a still of it behind him. He does the Sean William Scott face that he just did where his mouth's open and his eyebrows are cocked. So I think that this is a pretty Sean William Scott performance, um, but I don't know uh, if it's necessarily a, a Swiss movie, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm debating on this. This this is tough because I really do think this is a good showcase of him. But if you're a Swiss fan, is this a movie that you'd necessarily see? So I think I'm going to give it a seven. It's, it's going to dock a couple points off. But overall, uh, well done. Well done, my boy Swiss. Mm. Yeah, let me just say, I prefer my movie witches with Swiss cheese. <laughs> He's laying on that cheese. Uh, I'm straight out of the gate. I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. I think the volume was lower. Um, I do agree with a comment Ryan made last week that, you know, we're kind of expecting this of him. But he is kind of quintessentially 2000s comedy era, like almost expect him to be in the type of role. And he did it. And I really enjoyed his performance whenever he was in the movie. I thought he was bringing up the comedy for me. Solid performance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now, my my gut score was going to be six, but that was because I thought I was going to like champion for him. But now that you guys, are, you know, you guys are on board, too. I think I could go with a seven. I think I might I might land on a seven because my a couple things I want to talk about is that he was on the cover of this movie. That's important to me. Like he, he doesn't true. need to be the main person, but he needs to be on the cover. And then he's in the credits, guys. He's like. You know, they do David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott. He's number three. Julianne Moore does get an and credit, which is technically higher in the list. But I, I like that about him. My, you guys hit the things about the quantity, I think, perfect. My biggest, my biggest qualm is that he is not really like a badass womanizer. And I, when I think of him, I kind of, I kind of have that sort of attribute. Like he's kind of the cool dude of the group. And in this, there's a couple lines where that when he said like, "Yeah, I took a couple cla- like chemistry classes." That was funny, but I, I need more of that vibe, like the overly confident vibe, and not like the maybe questioning himself because he knows he doesn't know a lot vibe. So I think I would be very happy giving him a seven. All right, a seven. That's interesting what you said. Like he does kind of give off a little bit of like a frat guy vibe, and I think yeah. almost literally for some of these movies too, uh, a sense of confidence. But I also appreciate him in moments where he seems insecure because I feel like he gives off such a charming <laughs> presence when he's when he's feeling vulnerable in these scenes. And I think he owns that well, too. But now it's time for our movie meters where we rate what we actually think about these dang movies. And uh, this one I was thinking about a lot. So I, I, I mentioned last episode when we picked this movie, my first experience was in Blockbuster trying to rent this. And my mom said, don't rent that movie. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> And um, she is right. It is, it is a stupid movie. <laughs> but um, I did. I was entertained uh, throughout the movie. Um, I mentioned that I, I didn't like it at first, but it, it kind of won me over over time with its humor and its its like self awareness. I guess it's not a perfect movie. I feel like there are some misses with its jokes and maybe some pacing issues towards the end where they're trying to like problem solve this thing. But overall, it's a pretty tight comedy. It's pretty like um, pretty enjoyable. I think it has a lot of rewatchability because of like the jokes and the payoffs that are in it. I do wish there was like a little more science in 
terms of like evolution where they talk about maybe pressures that make these aliens turn into certain things like i feel like just maybe just a couple details there could elevate the rest of the movie it's not a big deal but it is like a slight sticking point i feel like there's some misconceptions about evolution as a concept where people think traits just randomly arise and then you got all, all the creationists talking about it but um overall entertaining movie i actually remember the uh cartoon spinoff on fox kids do you guys ever watch that the evolution uh nope. a- alienators evolution continues uh it's it's a it's a very <laughs> it ran for one season there's 25 episodes they're all on youtube if you guys ever want to check that out it stars the same characters and they're busting aliens all right it's a great series i used to watch it but anyways yeah i don't know i don't know if this is like a good quality movie but i i guess i, I had fun watching it for the most part so i'm gonna give it like a i'm gonna give it like a 6.5 huh. i think that's i think that's it's generous for this movie and uh probably more than it got in the in the box office and the critics that seems like very chill very fair what's up damn <laughs> um i'm i'm kind of neutral i i don't think this movie is it's not like a stunner it was funny but it was also unfunny at points like i think the the script was a little bit lacking and david duchovny really wasn't hitting for me like i think he and orlando jones had good chemistry sometimes and then sometimes the jokes just weren't like allowing that relationship for me to to be to think it was funny. But this movie also had an insane amount of like set and scene changes. It, it seems like a lot went into this. It, you watch it and it has an essence of a B movie, but it feels like it was really also carefully crafted. And there was just like more thought in this movie than some of the other ones we've we've watched. The um. I thought the CGI, the mix of like CGI, like it kind of holds up. It holds up for like a shitty movie. Like you're like, oh, okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think, like I said earlier, one of my biggest gripes was like people calling a frog looking dog. Like, oh, look at yeah. the dog. And like, the, oh, look at that bird. Because it kind of gives a sense of we didn't hand the product to the CGI team until all the acting was done. But that's just like a little minor personal gripe. And again, I, I really liked Sean in his vapid doofus role helps move the plot forward i thought some of the jokes were pretty smart so i'm gonna go straight down the middle at a five as kind of maybe a i would recommend this movie if you're not doing anything on a sunday but not great and not bad man i wish i remembered what i gave dude where's my car a seven i think i gave dude where's my car a seven and i want to say i (laughs) this one is just like a tick under that And the reason being, I don't know why this movie isn't funnier. I love the kind of like the tone of it. I love that it's science based. Denali, I might push back on the idea that it needs to have an explanation scene a little bit because I like that it assumes the audience knows because that's very hopeful. And it, it might turn into too much of like a disaster movie, end of the world movie if they did that, right? Um, but there they were was still one, wrong, though. There was one scene where they were like, oh, it's going to take over the U.S. in seven days. And that was as close to like a disaster movie we got. But I I think a six is really fair. The My favorite parts of this movie are the things I remembered as a kid. Like the butt scene with the <laughs> alien going under his skin. That was pretty funny. The head and shoulders bit, pretty funny. Focusing entirely on Sean William Scott kind of made the movie drag a little bit when he wasn't on screen. <laughs> and I think maybe if you had the main characters not be so normal maybe make them be a little bit funnier. They're sometimes a little bit too serious. I think you could pump the joke density up, make it a little bit more lighthearted, and I could see this being like a cult classic. Unfortunately, it's kind of in that middle ground territory where like it's 
it is it's rewatchable for sure i've seen this movie like five times but it's not something where the the jokes are repeated you know kind of like in a <laughs> remember this one movie i'm gonna say this reference and you're gonna get it like it's a little too obscure because i honestly just don't think it's funny enough so I love this movie. I would recommend people watch it totally. But unfortunately, I have to totally understand that it's not a perfect movie. I think I'm going to go with six. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. Um, we're, at some point, we're going to have to talk. I don't know about in the next movie about how many times there's like a music video scene. A music video scene? Yeah. Was was there one in this movie? They had a scene, I think, maybe, I guess, towards the credits where they were driving in the Jeep doing like a oh, they music were. video <laughs> yeah, bit. They were. They were, and then dudes, where's my car? They did have like a whole sequence, yeah, where they're like they have they have all the money. Oh yeah, that could be that could be a is portion. That a, is of that the a meter. Sean William Scott thing, or is that like a two thousands buddy comedy thing? I think a two thousands <laughs> buddy comedy thing. But do you think that's an entirely overlapped? Did I, I mean, just describe the same thing in two different ways? Yeah, I think that's a, the Venn diagram. There <laughs> is pretty close. <laughs> There are very few Sean William Scott movies that are not two thousand comedies, uh, but not a bad score for this movie. And and right, you mentioned kind of the humor in this movie. I do think it was reminiscent of like that kind of it's it's dated not because of the content, but because of how it's delivered, where it's it's kind of this pre-ironic humor where right. it's very wet. And, uh, you know, I think for people in the future, maybe it's not as funny. And just because our, our humor tastes have changed, kind of like how every generation, there's another layer of irony that gets add, added on to jokes. <laughs> So seeing something so naked sometimes can just be a, a total miss for us. And I think mostly that's like Adam McKay's fault with, uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, stepbrothers and things like Anchorman and Superbad and stuff like that. Like the hit comedies from the next, you know, seven or eight years. The jokes are in your face, you know, where you laugh at the characters on screen because they're total idiots. Whereas this movie is a kind of a sophisticated comedy almost it's for nerds it's for science people yeah like us but if you folks at home have any opinions about uh evolution feel free to slide into our dms and let us know uh let us know what you think about this movie and about our review and you can find us wherever you get social media besides twitter because we aren't active on that anymore um because twitter's dead to us yep so uh jace you got the movie pick for next week i do I feel like I know what you're. I I decoded your, <laughs> but please, please tell. I, I want to know what if I'm it? right. I've got the movie pick for next week. Is it a Christopher Walken thing? And it's going to be a movie that does have Christopher Walken build number three. It's got okay. our man, Sean William Scott build number two. Very important to Ryan. And then... It's not bad. The, not a bad impression. The number one actor on the list is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> a very rock movie. We're going to be watching The Rundown. This is a yes. movie that, to me, is like Sahara. It's something <laughs> that I hold very dear to my heart. A little bit of really? thunder. And a little bit of lightning. So please don't shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> or I will be very angry. Jason, I didn't know you were a Rundown fan. Oh, dude, I fucking love this movie. It's, oh, that's interesting. I, I that's, mean, that's really interesting. I probably you didn't make a comment it when I listed it. In the, yeah, I was trying to keep that contained. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I'm, 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 that makes me happy. I'm still I've never seen it. hesitant about like movies where our lead is a minor role. But like, you know, I'm kind of getting... Yeah okay with it with sean william scott and 
he's definitely like when I think about this movie, he's he's filling that role. Okay. This was also on FX a lot, the rundown, because I remember every time I would watch another movie, and they're like, up next, the rundown. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to. I never saw it because I always changed the channel. <laughs> I never gave it a chance. But now's my chance. What year? Um, What's on? I feel like this is all 2003. Dude. This dude never stopped working. Sean William Scott was like, 2003, 2003, 2003, 2003. He, he, was do, he was in like seven different movies. Like he was changing out of his fireman outfit and putting on like a safari outfit for this movie. This guy's one of the best working actors of all time. Uh, but join us next week for the rundown in the Sean Shack. Let us know what you think about Sean. And if you have any Sean movies you'd like us to watch. Or Sean uh, anecdotes. Or anecdotes. Shan anecdotes. Uh, but is there anything you guys have been enjoying this week, these past few weeks on GBGB Enjoys? Uh, yeah, there's this new TV show I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, just I just watched one episode. I just got it. It's called uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on yeah, that. Yeah, you finally saw I've it. seen one episode and Ooh, okay. can't wait. Mushroom meter? What, what are you at? Not a lot. Not a lot in the first episode, huh? Not a lot. Long stem, okay. huge cap. Yeah. <laughs> is that... <laughs> It's a big mushroom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying another podcast called If Books Could Kill. Uh, this has Ooh. one of. It's, I know. Look, this is. There is no crossover between these podcasts. It's about people who read books. Okay. I, I know our audience is just. Not that type of person. <laughs> not that t- this, uh, this has one of the co hosts from the Five to Four podcast, which I also really enjoy. Uh, this They're basically just t- taking apart like airport books. Where it's, uh, you know, it's like books that are pseudo-intellectual, like Freakonomics or Outliers, where people read them to seem like they're smart and just talking about, like, the shitty statistics that they use and the wild, sometimes super problematic conclusions they can draw. So it's called If Books Could Kill. It's also really funny um, that I've been enjoying. Hmm. Do you enjoy anything, Jace? It's okay. We all have hard times, and sometimes we don't you know, like anything. just... I feel like February and, and the start of March coasted by. Um, I'm in. Yeah. I'm actually, you know, I, I'm going to get outside here after the end of this. I'm enjoying that the days are getting longer. Yeah. Enjoying being yeah, outside. about it. Getting some sunlight back, and we're headed towards the equinox, and the days of 110 degrees are upon me. Oh, yeah, you're going to. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, bud. <laughs> this nice period of 60 degrees was, was great for a while. You basically have to live like cave men did because it's like when it's cold as balls you're like it's 40 degrees in my house and then when it's hot as balls it's 115 degrees in your house (laughs) yes i have like a neck fan so i can like convince myself that i'm like maybe cold from the head up oh does that can you put like ice next to it like an ice pack yeah that's what i do that's what i do at my job i sit up with a neck fan and i get a lot of i starts a lot of convos when i'm an extra People see the neck fan. They're like, are those headphones? And I, I talk to them. And then uh, they're like, a lot hey, of... did you see that dweeb with the neck fan? <laughs> Sometimes I have a crowd around me asking me about the neck fan, oh, right? I'm sure you have a crowd of people who love the neck fan. They think I'm fucking cool, man. All right, making Hollywood connections. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Do we want to do uh, make a Seanism popcorn style? Sure. To close us out? Yes, and. <laughs> okay. I'm not allowed to I'll say start. no. I guess I'll start. That's right. Thank you, Jace. Good improv partner. Never shoot coasters with electrical rubber band. Is that one word? Okay, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Turkeys. Or else they will evolve. <laughs> there we go. That's good. That makes Full sense, circle. right? For thematic. Yeah. Full thematic. Circle. Yeah. Never shoot coasters with yeah 
rubber with electrical, electrical rubber band electrical rubber band turkeys turkeys or that's, they will evolve that sort of makes sense it sort of makes it feels like an ai wrote a movie 